Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Seth Harp, Harp on Sports, the bar. Talking about a couple of things. First, talking about the Jaguars and, you know, their moves. Trading Nick Foles, clearing things out. Dave Caldwell essentially has decided, you know what? I am not going to try to fix this. I am not going to try to salvage this. I am going to do what parents do with teenage kids. I'm going to do with what parents do with college kids, junior high kids. I'm just getting you gift cards. I'm just going to buy gift cards. And that's what he's doing. He's trading away. Okay, I could use Calais Campbell here. I could. Do, he's cutting guys, and he's just picking up gift cards. Draft picks or gift cards. Now, first round draft picks for the Jaguars. The ninth overall picks like a two hundred and fifty dollar Visa gift card. The twentieth overall picks like a hundred and fifty dollar Visa gift card. And then you shuffle on from there, and you get into the second round, and maybe that's uh, you know seventy five hundred dollar gift card to walmart or Publix, something along those lines that's what it's turned into that the jaguars are in the gift card business now gift card gift card gift card here you go gift card gift card gift card and what do you do we'll find out what happens oh i can get that oh i like that oh i can purchase that with the gift card i had a 25 dollars ebay gift card that my nephew which one of you got me for christmas that's how we get these harp on sports these brand spanking new Harp on Sports Mike Flags. Harp on Sports The Bar Mike Flags. Aren't those cool? Look at those on eBay. Got a couple of them. Oh, by the way, who should sit in this chair next? What 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 member of the sports media should sit in this chair next? Gene Fournette, Mark Long, Phil Heilman. I want to bring one of those guys on before I bid adieu to Jacksonville to discuss a couple of things. So just sharing some things with you here as we get this party started. I'm going to get to my what if sports question and what if sports scenario for you coming up or scenarios. But I wanted to address the Jaguar situation first. Dave Caldwell, stack of gift cards. And now the question is, what does he do with them? Oh, the hat of choice, my American flag cowboy hat. We're all in this together, and I think we're doing a pretty good job. See, uh, it took me a couple minutes into this to even mention the coronavirus or COVID-19. And social distancing, I've done my part. I've gone out once this week, and it was today. And I went to the grocery store because I actually needed some things. I didn't have any bread. I didn't have... I mean, I had ate all my fruit, my apples, my grapefruit. I'd eaten everything. So I went, and I'm like, I'm going to go to Sam's Club and just get a bunch of stuff. That way I don't have to worry about things coming up here. I walked in there, and God bless him. Uh-uh. Nope. Mm-mm. There's so many people there. I'm like, nah, you know what? I sounds awful, but nah, pass, pass. And I walk back by the toilet paper, and there's a line of like 100 people. It's like, uh guys and they're bringing them in on those forklifts it's like oh gosh people but i ended up maneuvering around and, and getting what i needed to get went to one other place i'm like i get everything here uh but we are hoarding baby there are no eggs there's some milk there's no meat like oh, gracious good gracious but hoarding and staying in or to hoard you have you hoard and stay in then continually to go out i guess you know trying to find six one half dozen of the other so there we are in that front. Uh, kids spring, really quick, kids spring break. Yeah, 18, 19 years old, invincible, nothing's going to happen to them. We were all that way. I was that way. But the difference is, if you'd have told me your behavior could get your grandparents killed, um, it would have stopped me dead in the tracks. That's the difference. It has stopped me dead in my tracks. Oh, by the way, 
the partying and the spring break, and I know shutting the beaches down here in Florida, I, I don't want to hear at least that generation. I'm going to sound like a curmudgeon here. I don't hear that generation ever, 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 ever again complain about safe spaces and loving one another and not nah, the generation of man. Come on. You got to see things from our perspective. This one, you got to see it from the older generation's perspective. You do. You and I have to look at it from the older generation's perspective. And, you know, taking a step back, okay, distancing myself. One of the things that shows you how close things can come. I saw a story really quick of a guy in California that just died in his 40s. I think he was in his 40s um, of the virus. A little, little bit older than me. He was in Orlando two weeks ago for a convention. Just happened to visit Disney. He was at Disney in that complex the same time frame that I was there with my mom. And her husband, he flew back the day my mom and her husband flew back to Michigan. Yeah, Disney, same day. Could I have run into him? Yeah, could have. Now, the difference is it's been, what, 11 days? If you'd have bumped into him, you'd have had some symptoms by now. This thing's dormant for four or five days, not two weeks. You'd had something. Somebody would have had something at that point. So the chances of you bumping into him, slim and none. Slim to none, but somebody did. Think of the hundreds, if not thousand people that he interacted with, touching the railings and rides, things like that. That just shows you. Think about that. One guy at Disney touching all the railings and rides, you touching the guy right behind you in line, touching the railings and rides, picking kids up, getting in there, getting on like water rides, wiping your face. See, it's just kind of crazy stuff. So just a couple of things I thought I'd share on that boat, and I wanted to spend a couple of minutes on that today because it's still relevant and still important. So, But it shows you. Guy in California dies. Well, that doesn't affect me. That guy in California was in Disney two weeks ago, and I was in Disney two weeks ago. Just happened to be in that same time frame. No idea how he got it. But he went to a park. Airport. All right. What if sports? Again, I mentioned my Jaguar stuff, their gift cards. And they're stockpiling a bunch of gift cards, and who knows what they're going to buy with those gift cards. But it's the, where they are, it's a smart plan. If it falls apart this year, they're in the Trevor Lawrence market. And who knows what other Joe Burrow type's going to develop this year? Who knows? I do know this. This is bizarre not having March Madness. This is strange. But it got me to thinking. And this is what I find interesting. I'm not back on the radio radio yet, doing these podcasts online, the Heart Bar, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all those things. Uh, on Spotify now, how about that? You can follow our channel on Spotify, and also you can follow us well, starting next week on Apple iTunes. Through all of this, I got to thinking, and there's so many guys that I know that are in the business that are still in there. Man, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Nah, you're just not creative. This is what I was thinking about. What if sports? What if? No March Madness. What if? Well, Kansas was the best team in the country. Win a national championship. It had been Bill Self's second national championship at Kansas. When you win one, you're great. When you win two, you're pretty much a Hall of Famer in this sport, right? You win one, you're great. You win two, you're pretty much a lock for the Hall of Fame. So there's important things that matter when it comes to this. What if sports, what if Dayton would have won it? Dayton was good. What if Dayton would have won it? What if Florida State would have won it? Leonard Hamilton probably puts him in the Hall of Fame. He's a basketball coach. Wow. So the what-if scenarios for this March would have been 
phenomenal. If the NBA season gets canceled, what if it had been LeBron James' fourth title if they'd have won? Could have been his fourth title. What if, if that's if the NBA season gets canceled? So I played a little what if game. I came up with five what if scenarios. Now, there are a couple rules I put in place. One of the rules was it's just a linchpin that you have to pull. I didn't want to get into too much grandiose thought like what if the what if baseball doesn't desegregate or segregates earlier? I or desegregates earlier. Boy, that's too that's too wide of an umbrella, right? Way too wide of an umbrella. So I pulled that out, like too big of a deal. What if the NFL and AFL never merge? Okay. What if, you know, Donald Trump doesn't buy the USFL and move it to the fall to compete with the NFL? That's too much of a window. I just found one thing and pulled a pin, one linchpin, one thread on a sweater. And what I did was go through and found a couple of things where I could just pull one pin. Now, I didn't want to create scenarios either. What if the Chargers would have not drafted Ryan Leaf and could have drafted Peyton Manning instead? It's too grandiose. I didn't want to get into something like, okay, what if this would have happened instead of this? I just wanted to remove something from the equation. Just remove something from the equation, not create an equation. Came up with five different things. I just want you to chew on them a little bit. Chew on them a little bit. The first of which is what if Kenyon Martin doesn't break his leg during the 2000 NCAA basketball tournament? Cincinnati was ranked 12, 12 out of 18 wings. Cincinnati was ranked number one in the country. Now, Michigan State would go on to dump, or yeah, Michigan State would go on to beat Florida that year in Billy Donovan, the championship game. Your final four that year was Michigan State, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Florida, right? No, I'm right. Uh, think I'm right. So, Cincinnati being involved with that, Cincinnati was the best team in the country for a good chunk of the year. Kenyon Martin broke his leg in the first round of the quarterfinals of the Conference USA Tournament. What was so interesting about Kenyon Martin breaking his leg was that they had beaten St. Louis by 40-plus points three days earlier. He breaks his leg against that same St. Louis team. They lose by 10. It's a 50-point swing, so it wasn't that big of a deal. They just beat St. Louis by 40. He breaks his leg early on in the first half. They lose to St. Louis by 10. Same team, three, four days apart, 50-point swing. So, and you look, you know, Butler had a shot, a couple of them to win a championship, but no, non-Power 5 team has won a title since UNLV. Yeah, right, UNLV, the last non-Power 5 team or power program from a power conference to win. Dayton, San Diego State, Creighton, Gonzaga, all had cracks, didn't they? All had cracks this year, had a chance. So, what if sports... What if Kenyon Martin? And look, Michigan State doesn't win a national championship that year if Kenyon Martin's healthy. Is that possible? Yeah, then Michigan State doesn't have one. What does that do for Tom Izzo's legacy? It's crazy when you think about it. So what if sports, one of the linchpins I wanted to pull, what if Kenyon Martin doesn't break his leg during the 2000 NCAA basketball tournament? A couple other ones. What if Ted Williams, how about this one? What if Ted Williams doesn't? leave baseball to go fight in the wars. What if World War II, what if if Ted Williams doesn't miss out, ready for this, on five seasons, almost five seasons, when you add them up because he he missed, I don't think how this worked. He missed the entire 
first or he missed 90% of one season because of Korea and then he missed 75% of the next season because of Korea. He just flat out missed three full years because of World War II. And what I did is I went through and I did some averages. I think this is kind of cool. I went through and did some numbers and crunched some numbers. I averaged the two years before and the two years after. So he missed three years. The two years before and the two years after. The three years in the middle added those up. Those four years that he played, this is World War II, and divided, added those four years up and divided them up by four. And I came up with the number of hits, number of home runs, number of RBI. Did the same thing for the years adjusted when he was in Korea. Um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. He ended up with 521 home runs in his career, 1,800-plus uh, RBI. Uh, he ended up with 2,800 hits. 2,700 hits, Ted Williams right around there. When you add the war years in, again, what if sports, what if Ted Williams didn't get called and didn't serve in World War II in Korea, what his numbers would look like? Ted Williams would have ended up with, and again, I, I, I didn't just, oh, what are your projection? I just took the two years before and the two years after, added those four up and divided by four to get the two years in between, and, or the three years in between for World War II. And I did the same thing for Korea. I came up with, when it was all said and done, again, 521, 1,800 RBI, um, 2,700 hits. He'd ended up with 3,400 hits. He'd have been fourth all-time. Well, actually, when he retired, he'd have been third all-time. He'd have been behind Tris Speaker and Ty Cobb. Now, Pete Rose came along, yeah, and shoved him down a little bit. Hank Aaron came along and shoved him down a little bit. Uh, but that's where he'd have retired. He ended up retiring with the second most home runs of all time, only to Babe Ruth, 671. And he ended up with 2,400 RBI. Ted Williams would still be the record holder for RBI in baseball. He'd have 200 more than Hank Aaron. What if sports? Ted Williams. How about that? So, wanted to do something along those lines uh, for baseball. I had a couple of baseballs because – Baseball just seems to be the one that has the most history to it, and you can look back on it the most. Again, I wanted to remove injuries from the equation. What if, you know, like season chronic injuries, Kajana Carter, chronic injury, um, you know, Brandon Roy, what happens if he could stay healthy? There, there's so many of those that you could do. Chris, uh, and I could have done a couple other. What if Chris Weber doesn't call the timeout? What if Mike Tyson doesn't fire Kevin Rooney as trainer? There's so many things that you can look into there. Um, that I thought about doing. One of the ones that I, I threw in there as well is what happens if baseball tests for steroids in the 90s? What if baseball would have tested like the NFL did for performance-enhancing drugs in the 90s? So many things change, right? Does baseball survive? I mean, the home run race brought everybody back after the, the strike. And you look at everybody that's hit more than 61. Sosa's done it three times. McGuire's done it twice. Bonds did it once. All those things are gone. They are. Baseball had a drug test, PED test, in the 90s. Barry Bonds doesn't end up with 700 and, what is it, 67 home runs, whatever. Probably ends up in the 600s. He doesn't hit 73. Maris records still hold? Does it still stand? I don't know. Probably. Right? It'd still sit. Roger Maris is 61 and 61 would still sit if baseball had a steroids test or a PED test in the 90s. Again, doing a little what if sports for you here 
Um, March Madness gone this year. What if this would have happened? What if this? Just going through and moving one linchpin and giving you what if scenarios over the course of, you know, the last 30, 40 years. Ted Williams is a little bit older on that scale. A couple others for you. What if baseball doesn't go on strike in 94? This one is so interesting. Because you look back, it's like the butterfly effect. First of all, the Expos and Yankees had the two best records in baseball. An Expos-Yankees World Series, that Expos team was loaded, right? Larry Walker, Pedro Martinez, Marquise Grissom, that team was loaded. The Yankees that year needed relief help. I thought this was so interesting. And the Cubs were terrible. And we're talking about trading Randy Myers, their closer. And what, and I remember Peter Gammons on SportsCenter, I remember this, talking about this, saying, hey, you know what? The, the strike pending, looming, nobody really wants to make any moves if they're not going to have these guys. There were talks that the Yankees were going to trade a double-A shortstop, going to trade a, a minor league shortstop to the Cubs for Randy Myers. That shortstop was Derek Jeter. Strike happens. They don't even consider it. How does that change things? Ooh, baby. But then you look at like a guy like Matt Williams and the Giants had, what, 43 home runs. The record was 60. He was on pace for 59. Could he have tracked down Roger Maris before the steroid era hit? What would it look like today if he'd have broken the record then? I get a little what-if sports for you. What if there's no strike? 94, baseball. How does that change things? Uh-huh. It's amazing stuff. What do you think about it? Uh, again, I put all these together, and there's no particular order, just throwing them out there. Think about some of them that you would have. Now, not necessarily one of these. Again, I'm, I'm trying to avoid chronic injuries. You know, I don't know what if Bo Jackson doesn't, you know, dislocate his hip. That's a good one. I talked about Chris Weber. What if he doesn't call the timeout? That's another good one. Um, boy, you get a guy's catching passes. What if the tuck rule doesn't exist? Does the Patriots dynasty succeed? Football-wise, I was going to save a football one for last because I think as I'm building up here, and you've heard this before, but nobody really lays out the different scenarios that take place after. What if? What if Drew Brees picks the Dolphins over the Saints? I'm sure you've heard this one before. Why? Because Nick Saban was the head coach of the Dolphins. Drew Brees at the Dolphins. Does, does Nick Saban leave? And you could back that up because the Alabama had offered the head coaching job to Rich Rodriguez from West Virginia. He took it, then pulled out. There's a couple different ways that could go. That was even before the Dolphins or that Alabama offered the job to Saban in Miami. But I think this is so interesting because if Drew Brees stays in Miami, it goes to Miami instead of New Orleans. New Orleans doesn't have the success they have. Sean Payton doesn't have the success they have. That's its own isolated incident. If Nick Saban stays at Miami, I mean, Nick Saban wins a Super Bowl at Miami. What does that have? This is the biggest domino one of all. By the way, this is the biggest domino one of all. Because if Drew Brees is at Miami with the Dolphins, do the Patriots have the success that they had? Remember, we had a gap there. We did. They, they had the undefeated season, the big undefeated season in which they didn't win the Super Bowl in 07, right? But Drew Brees in 05, 06, it, 
you know, 607, if he chooses Miami and goes to Miami and Nick Saban then in turn doesn't come to Alabama, then Miami has a year with Drew Brees in which Tom Brady's on the shelf because of the torn ACL. What does that mean? Does that mean the Patriots dynasty? I got news for you. They don't win 14 divisions, 13 divisions if Drew Brees is in it. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Who knows type of free agents that attracts? That's just in the NFL level. So is Nick Saban picking, you know, if Drew Brees picks Miami, does the Alabama dynasty die? Yeah. Doesn't exist, does it? Does it kill the Patriots dynasty? The two biggest dynasties. Maybe ever. Maybe ever in their sport, in football. The Patriots dynasty and the Alabama dynasty. If Drew, a guy that had nothing to do with either of them, a guy that had nothing to do with either of them. If Drew Brees picks the Dolphins, neither of them exist. Not the way we know it. The Patriots have three Super Bowls. Did they win three more? They wouldn't have won more. Couldn't have won more. They're like, well, they'd have won more. With... No, that wouldn't have happened. How about that one? Let that one sink in just for a second. But then you think about what happens in Alabama and how it affects everybody. Think about how the, how this shakes itself out. And, you know, <laughs> you look around and this guy goes here, this guy goes here, that guy goes there. Um, and then you can have fun with this too. You can say, what if Spurrier doesn't leave Florida? Well, then Urban Meyer doesn't take the Florida job from Utah. Then Urban Meyer probably gets the Notre Dame job because he was deciding between Notre Dame and Florida. He probably takes the Notre Dame job. They don't hire Charlie Weiss. Different world there. Um, if you want to have a little fun. But circling back around to Urban Meyer, if Nick Saban doesn't come to Alabama, Florida rules that roost. Urban Meyer never leaves. He doesn't. Doesn't leave. You talk about the stress and the pressure after going and winning the national championship with Tebow, coming back the next year being undefeated, and just how much pressure there was after they lost to Alabama. And, and you know, he had his heart conditions. And look, Nick Saban caused a lot of that. Nick Saban not around. Urban Meyer probably stays at Florida. What does that mean? They win another national championship? Two? Does he win? He won one in Ohio State. I'm going to guess that. Urban Meyer would have won one or two at Florida the last 11 years. Does it mean Florida State doesn't win one with Jameis Winston? What's that mean? And not only what does that mean in that sense, but then less miles at LSU is more successful, has more success. Um, you look around the entire SEC, how does it change things? How many guys, how many guys Nick Saban get fired? I mean, Tommy Tuberville stay at Auburn. If Tommy Tuberville stays at Auburn, Cam Newton does he even transfer to Auburn. So, and all this circles back to what if Drew Brees picks Miami over New Orleans. So we just thought we'd have a little fun with what if sports, the NCAA basketball tournament gone. What if, what if they'd have played this year? Kansas, Bill Self could have won a second. Dayton could have won a second. And it led us to a bunch of them. Again, the five that I had up there for you. Think about the five that you have. What if Kenyon Martin doesn't break his leg in 2000 NCAA basketball tournament? Who knows what happens? Right? Michigan State probably doesn't win the title. That Cincinnati team was good. So good that, remember, he breaks his leg. They lose to St. Louis by 10 in the Conference USA quarterfinals. They beat St. Louis by 40 three days earlier. Uh, quite the swing. What if Ted Williams doesn't miss four and a half, five years of his career because of World War II in Korea? He'd have retired behind. I mean, it was ridiculous. He would have ended up with the, I think, third most hits, second most hits ever. At the time he retired, only Ty Cobb would have had more. Now Hank Aaron came along, had more. 
Um, Pete Rose came along, had more of the record, would have fallen over the years. Uh, he ended up with 3,500 hits, something like that. Um, he had 521 home runs. He ended up with like 670 home runs. He had 2,400 RBI. These were prime years. We went through and took the two years before and two years after, added them, divided by, and then by four and threw them in there. So you'd have had that. Uh, a couple other ones that I had for you. What if baseball doesn't go on strike? The Yankees were in the playoff hunt that year. They needed relief help. There were talks that they were going to trade a minor league infielder to the Cubs for Randy Myers. Minor league infielder was Derek Jeter. Didn't happen. Why? Went on strike. Didn't need to make the trade. Changes things, doesn't it, Cub fans? Um, I know. It's just insane. And then, you know, what if baseball had steroid testing in the 90s? Changes a lot of records, doesn't it? And the other one, the last one that I had was the Nick Saban one. What if Drew Brees, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, all of them. Drew Brees picks the Dolphins over the Saints. Nick Saban stays in Miami, doesn't take the Alabama job. Is that in the Patriots dynasty with Drew Brees in Miami? And Saints never win a Super Bowl and Alabama's dynasty doesn't exist. Butterfly effect. One thing. So there you go. A little what if sports and circling back around to the Jaguars. All Dave Caldwell is doing is, is accumulating gift cards now. The Jaguars draft picks is a bunch of gift cards. Different value. You get at Christmas that all he wants is gift cards. So he's got a bunch of gift cards. He's going to buy what he wants when he gets there. This, 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 this. He's trading out things like a pawn store almost. Maybe that's a better example. Be a pawn store. Got to get Rick in here. The old man. Chumley. Corey. It's pawn. It's pawn stars is what it is. I'll try you this. I get this. I get, you know, not the value, but I need that. The cash is more important than the item at this point. So there you go. This edition of The Bar. Harp on sports, what if sports, Jaguars gift cards in the pawn store. Uh, whoever you want in this seat, let me know. I've got my brand new, like the, the my brand new spanking new Harp on sports mic flags. Uh, think about who you want to be in this chair next. Tweet at them, Facebook them, message them, bug them, tell them you want them in here uh, next week. I am going to be back. I don't think I'm going to have a podcast until Sunday or another one of these until Sunday. I am going to be out of town as I go to my new place of work where I'm moving to, to get some things taken care of tomorrow. How about that? Uh, but I'll be back and have some good stuff for you as the weekend wraps up. I'll shave. I know I've been a lazy bum. Uh, stay safe, stay away from each other. Uh, I think we're doing a pretty good job. I really, really do. I think people are starting to get the severity of it. And as the numbers go up, people will get a little bit more and, you know, don't go out unless you have to, unless you have to, if you're out of food, I get it. You need to go out, but go out for a small amount of time. You don't need to go to the beach and hang out with people. Just selfish. Be smart. It'll, it'll say lives. You being smart will save people's lives. You've been listening and watching The Bar on the Harp on Sports Media and Audio Network.